0: Instead of running away and hiding or becoming reactive or running through our stress, what we want to do is embrace these events of life, what we might call stressors, as normal parts of life and run into them willingly to grow and to learn um, and to learn what we're made of. And every time I face life in a healthy way and embrace it as an opportunity to learn about myself. Then I get more of myself. I become more emotionally strong, more resilient, more able when this is what resilience is to be adaptive and to bounce back in times of stress.
1: Hi, and welcome to the Endo Babe podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Bree. I'm an ultrasound tech turned endometriosis coach, positivity and self-love advocate, a seven on the Enneagram, and I am a proud dog mom. And I'm on a mission to help you live more positively with endometriosis and be happy in your body. On the Endo Babe podcast, we're going to dive deep into all things endometriosis, mindset, self-love, health, and so much more. This is a badass podcast for Badass Endo Babes, and I want you to leave this podcast feeling inspired and empowered on your own health journey with more confidence in the belief that you too can have more good days than bad. Are you with me, babes? See you in the podcast. This episode is brought to you by MJoy. MJoy is an audio well being app specialized in female pleasure and sexual wellness with science backed content. Their purpose is to normalize female sexual well being as a key part of wider well being and self care. MJoy is helping over 300,000 women achieve sexual well-being goals, such as increasing their libido, climaxing consistently, learning new techniques, and having more fulfilling relationships. Thap has over 500 audios of science-backed content created by sex and relationship experts. With over 200 sexy stories, they also have fantasies for any desire. Whether you're new to exploring yourself, wanting to spice things up, or just wanting to improve your mental health and self-care routine, MJOY has something for you. There's even a collection about endometriosis by yours truly in the app. And for EndoBabe podcast listeners, we have teamed up to give you a free 14-day trial of the app. Click the link in the show notes to get your free trial now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the EndoBabe podcast. This episode, I chat with Josie Warren, who... Really has an amazing story about healing her Hashimoto's and healing autoimmune disease, and just her journey of battling through all of these issues to get to where she is right now. She's had eight different autoimmune disorders. She developed chronic pain, hormone issues, leaky gut, all in her 20s after years of struggling with Western and alternative medicines that, as we all know, don't always help those issues. She found a missing piece that really led her to heal from all of her conditions. She found that the root cause of all of, almost all of these issues is chronic stress and learning how to shift your nervous system from the sympathetic to the parasympathetic, fight or flight to rest and digest really helped her heal. She's passionate about helping others with autoimmune diseases and autoimmune disorders. right? And as we all know, endometriosis is similar to an autoimmune disease, but not quite the same. So we really dug into the root cause of autoimmune disease and how to get past those health challenges to live your life and improve your quality of life. It was a really fun episode. If you want to connect to Josie, I'm going to put all of her links in the show notes, but let's dive into the episode. Welcome, Josie. I'm so excited to have you. Thanks. I
0: really appreciate being here, Chelsea, and so nice to connect with you and the whole Indo-Bay community. I'm really glad to be here.
1: Yes. So I usually start by having you kind of give a brief background about who you are and how you got into doing what you're doing now.
0: Absolutely. Um, So I am an autoimmune and chronic illness expert, and I found myself in this field because I was a woman who had a whole handful of autoimmune disorders. My autoimmune disorder started in high school. My first one was rheumatoid arthritis. And as I progressed through my life and I had more stressors as we all do, like graduating and breakups and and loss of loved ones, I found that with every year, about six months, I was getting a new autoimmune condition that doctors had no explanation for. And I kind of just brushed them aside, went to graduate school, became a licensed therapist, and over not too long in my twenties, it became very clear that my health had to be dealt with because my autoimmune disorders were truly impeding and taking over my life and all the symptoms. And I didn't know what to do about it. So like many of you, I set on a quest to try to figure out how do I deal with and manage these, these disorders, things like Hashimoto's, early stage MS, lupus, arthritis, common variable immune disorder, Graves' disease. What do I do about these things that doctors tell me I'm going to have for the rest of my life? Um, So, you know, did all the things that I know many of you are probably doing, um, sought out medication in Western medicine, also did things like um, functional medicine, energy healing, acupuncture, chiropractic work, a lot of different food diets, supplements, naturopath. And I found that no matter what I tried, I kept getting worse And so I had to find something different even than that. And that's when I found um, the organization that I now work with today, which is called a new life center. And they had a whole different perspective and just said, Hey, you know, this is coming from you and your stress. And I learned that stress and in particular, chronic stress was the singular root cause of all my conditions, learn how to handle that and deal with that here um, within a few months, my immune system went back to normal, my conditions resolved, and my life completely changed. And I knew I had to share this with other women because I didn't I thought I'd have these for the rest of my life. So here I am, seven years later, seven years completely free of all my autoimmune, teaching women the same tools that I learned of how to handle life and stress, and they are also resolving their autoimmune, and I'm just very passionate about sharing that. Um, with the world because we don't have to have these things forever.
1: That is so beautiful and like thank you so much for doing what you do. Right? We need more women out there helping other women and people with these illnesses because they don't have to be your whole life. Exactly. And I'm really interested in the whole stress part because I know for my endometriosis specifically stress is one of my biggest triggers. Like yes. I can be pain-free for a very long time and go through a really stressful day and finally have an endoflare, you know, in like years mm-hmm. after years of like not having it. Yes. Um, and stress is such a huge part of just our everyday life, living in a modern world with TVs and bills and all and pandemic right? <laughs> worlds. We're yeah. bur- literally burning down right now. <laughs> um, so how does stress really play into autoimmune disease? That's a great
0: question, Chelsea, and it's something I get very excited um, talking about because from my perspective, I want to clear up a misconception out there in the autoimmune world. I was told that there was multiple root causes to my autoimmune and I was searching for all the root causes, you know, the liver, maybe it was my gut, maybe it was my genetics, maybe it was, but I want everyone to know that what I have found that there is one singular root cause and it is stress. And in particular, it is chronic stress. So what happens with us, those of us who have had autoimmune, is if we have an autoimmune condition, all that is is a sign that we are not good stress people. It's just acknowledging that what we've done, even unconsciously, is as life has happened and stressors have happened since we were children up until now, we unconsciously suppressed the emotional experience of our stressors. So you go back in time and think about all the stressors that we've all had. Things like a sibling being born even, moving, parents fighting, maybe divorce, new schools, first love breakup, you know, going to high school, graduating, getting that first job or maybe even getting married, having children, buying a home, loss of loved ones. We layered that emotional stress inside our body, suppressing it to the point where the body physically could not handle any more suppressed stress. And then we tipped. And I say we tipped over into a nervous system. I'm going to share a little science here, but don't worry. I'm not a, <laughs> it'll be simple. But there's a nervous system called the sympathetic nervous system. And it's where our fight or flight response is located. That's a place we're only supposed to be and be in fight or flight for maybe an hour or two. But those of us with autoimmune, because of the, impact of the lifetime of suppressed stress and the wear and tear that has done up until now to our bodies. We get into fight or flight and then fight or flight picks up on that chronic stress like you just talked about, Chelsea. The pandemic, our finances, our relationships, our health. and it thinks that we're under a constant threat. And so think about that. Fight or flight is a response that was really good for our hunter and gatherer ancestors but they don't have the bills and the cell phones and the world events like we have today. So we're under constant chronic stress. And that constant chronic stress has got those of us with autoimmune locked in the system the body wasn't designed to live in. And it's living there in this sympathetic, in a constant state of fight or flight, that a dysregulation happens in the body that causes our immune systems to become overactive. Again, so you know, if you have endometriosis, that's what, where that's coming from or Hashimoto's, right? It's attacking our thyroid, you name it. Um, our cortisol also gets pumped out at an abnormal rate, which messes up our female hormones. So I know for me, one of the big symptoms I had was really challenging menstrual cycles. Um, I had a lack of a menstrual cycle and my hormones were way out of whack. Well, it's because we're stuck in the sympathetic because of our stress. Um, And also what happens is digestive issues. So that's where we get those food sensitivities, food allergies, issues like leaky gut or constipation. And so people think leaky gut might be the root cause, but I have found that it's actually not. It's just a symptom of us being in that sympathetic nervous system due to the chronic stress of our life. And as long as we are not knowing how to handle the stressors of our life, we are stuck there and thus stuck with our autoimmune conditions. And so stress is the reason why we got our autoimmune. And it is dealing with stress is the solution and the way out. Um, and it's a kind of a very exciting journey that we can all take.
1: It is exciting to kind of know okay, there's nothing wrong with me. And my body yes. is not broken. My nervous system is just freaked out. Mm-hmm. And I'm supposed to be running from like saber-toothed tigers. (laughs) My body thinks that I am when really I'm just like sitting here on my couch. So what are ways that you can get, move your body from that sympathetic to the the opposite, right? The parasympathetic, what are some ways? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Great question, Chelsea. So the first thing that I had to do, and I had to teach this, I teach this to all my students as well, is I have to realize it's about stress. I had grown up thinking, and I think it's true for all of us in this society we live in, that stress happens to us, that it's done to us. They said the thing to me or the thing happened to me in my past. But actually, it's not true. I teach and we have to realize that stress is created and comes from us. So for example, I like to think of an example of flying on an airplane. And the different kinds of stress responses, different women or people can have to the same stimuli. So, you know, some of us might know people like a friend I have who has such a stress response to flying on an airplane that she actually chooses not to fly. You might know people like my grandma who has to take medication because she has such a stress response. She takes stuff so she can sleep and pass out. Other people are like my sister who she's more comfortable in the air than she is on the ground. And so you can see if it was the airplane that was causing the stress, wouldn't we all have the same stress response? Of course. So the fact that we have individualized stress responses to the same stimuli shows us that stress is actually created and comes from inside of us. And it comes from how we feel about ourselves. And I call that inner turmoil, all the, way, all the ways we've been beating ourselves up our whole life. All the ways we think we're wrong, we're not good enough, or we're trying to be perfectionists or control freaks like myself, <laughs> that builds and grows. And every time there's a stress, there's something that happens in our life. It bumps up against all those negative ways that we feel about ourselves. That's stress. Stress comes from us. If we didn't have that inner turmoil, there wouldn't we wouldn't have stress responses. So in knowing that stress comes from me or it comes from from us, then there's something we can do about it if that airplane handed me my stress, then I would be out of luck. I would be stuck with my autoimmune forever, but stress comes from me. And that is step one, because we have to know we can be in control of our stress and there's something we can do about it. And then once we realize that it comes from us, we have to start looking at stress in a different perspective. And I can speak more about that and something I like to talk about called resilience, um, which is not what people think it is.
1: Yeah. Well, let's dive into that because it it seems like and I I talk about this a lot, right? Like you see people that have chronic pain, right? And some people, it Mm -hmm. just totally consumes their life. It's all they can think about. And some people, when they've worked on managing it for a really long time and worked on their mindset, they can almost like detach themselves from it or Mm -hmm. change their perspective on it to not make it so stressful for them. Does that make sense? Um, So it's almost like changing your perspective on what's happening to you and the events that are happening to you and not so much what is actually happening to you.
0: Good. That's, well, I like to say, Chelsea, that's a good kind of segue. What I wanted to share is that when we are really stressed, it usually happens because we're thinking, and I know I was, I thought that all the things that were happening in my life were very hard and unique and specific to me or very traumatic and if I have that belief that my life is unique and that my stresses are different or worse than other people's, well, then of course they're going to feel so big and so insurmountable that I'll never be able to get past them. So I like to teach people that we have once we realize that stress is is born and is created and is coming from us, we then have to normalize the the things in our life that what we thought was unique to us is actually The same things that all humans can encounter. If you were to wrangle up a group of 100 humans, we're all going to have pretty much give or take the same kind of life stressors. And if I were to survey my ancestors about 100 or 200 years ago, give or take, they would have some of the basic big stressors as well. Same with the people that are going to come after us. And so while I used to want to think that, oh, well, I'm different because my dad died or... You know, I'm different because my parents had this situation growing up. I'm not. We're all in the same category of humans and we all have pretty much the same stressors. So instead of feeling like they are done to us or they're bad or they're wrong, we just have to realize that these these events are actually just part of life, that they're not bad. They're not, you know, in these very scary traumatic ways, but these are just normal parts of life that all humans go through. And I have to know that so I can pull it down to size and then make it into a bite-sized piece that I can actually deal with. Mm. That's really important.
1: So is that one of the steps in becoming more resilient?
0: Yeah, it, it is because that first step of resilience is just realizing the reality of life. Like I really, I, I was a therapist and I was very emotionally unintelligent, <laughs> I had no idea that the things that had happened to me in my life were things that almost everybody has, and they really weren't a big deal. Um, So instead of dealing with them, I would run and hide or become very reactive and emotional, which again, builds up that stress and that turmoil inside of me, which caused not only my autoimmune, but even more autoimmune. And so in order to become resilient, we just have to learn to look at life from a different perspective and realize that the things we've been running and hiding from, that hasn't protected us and that actually has caused us our health to break down. So instead of running away and hiding or becoming reactive or running through our stress, what we want to do is embrace these events of life, what we might call stressors, as normal parts of life and run into them willingly to grow and to learn Um, and to learn what we're made of. And every time I face life in a healthy way and embrace it as an opportunity to learn about myself, then I get more of myself. I become more emotionally strong, more resilient, more able, when this is what resilience is, to be adaptive and to bounce back in times of stress. So the more I actually face the very things that I've been running from, and get out of my little comfort zone that I lived in my whole life, I actually become more resilient. And that resilience muscle, which isn't really a muscle, but I like to say it is grows. Yeah. Yeah, It just makes visually makes more sense. Yeah, It grows and it builds. And I, as a human feel much more capable and able to do life. I believe in myself. I feel confident. I can pick myself up when I fall down and through this life no longer scares me. I'm able to handle the stressors of life and the body picks up on that. And mm. through that process of building our resilience, this everyday parts of our life that felt so challenging, like bills and family and relationships, they just become part of our life. And we know we have what it takes to deal with them. Fight or flight picks up on this, realizes you're not under a constant threat, turns off. And then the body can finally get back to homeostasis And the immune system goes back to normal in that parasympathetic nervous system.
1: Beautiful. So for somebody that's like, holy crap, how do I even run into all of these things are happening to me? My my mom died. My, I have all of this pain that I can't get controlled. Now I'm having another autoimmune condition that's showing up. I'm having this that's happening. All of these bad things are happening to me. Like how, how? Would you, or what would you suggest for somebody to like, you said, run into those things, like embrace those things, sit with those things?
0: Yeah, I would think actually for someone that's out there, because I can completely relate. I was there with this whole basket full of like health issues and chronic conditions that literally just kept piling on. And it was just so complicated and so defeating that I had my big awareness. My my first big awareness was just realizing that these things weren't happening to me, Mm -hmm. that no one handed them to me, that they didn't happen to me just by fate or my genetics, or I got the short end of the stick in my health. What I had to realize was, oh, these are actually coming from me. These conditions and these, these illnesses, they are you know, formulated inside of me. And if they're coming from me, they're not coming from the air and the environment, they're coming from me, then there's something that I can do about it. And that is that first step of taking our power back and realizing from a very empowered place, oh, like, whoops, you know, I've been someone who suppressed my stress. Yeah, I've been an emotional mess my whole life. Of course, my body is going to start attacking itself over time. That's kind of the awareness I had to have. But when I realized it was coming from me, then you start to realize there is something you can do about it, that you can start to look at life from a new lens and a new perspective and your body can rapidly heal and self-repair. We just have to realize that it's not out of our control, that is actually fully in our control.
1: Exactly. And I, I had that same realization when I started mm-hmm. my healing journey, I was like I've had all these surgeries, I was on medications that all the doctors told me were going to fix me. And it didn't clearly. I'm still in pain. So like, I would like to take my life into my own hands. Like what are ways that I can manage this illness or learn to live with this illness and have pleasure in my life while I still have pain or detach myself from that pain. Right. So I can move forward. I had that same awareness as you. And I do agree. It's like one of the very first steps in taking your power back.
0: Yeah, it it really is. And, and I had to really realize Chelsea, for me that literally nothing was done to me. Like it didn't happen to me. No, it was truly coming from me and it was coming from all this, this stress that I had suppressed and all of the emotional turmoil that had been built up inside my body. And, and I like to tell women too, you might be sitting here listening and thinking, wow, this all happened to me just overnight. Or I kind of felt like that too. I thought my conditions just happened to me like Overnight, I got all these things, and I don't know why I was healthy before. But for most of us, if we go back in time and we overlay the stressors that the big stressors that have happened in our life with certain kinds of conditions we got, even as children, they line up almost exactly. Um, And so, let's say, you know, your parents get divorced, and then all of a sudden you start getting a lot of strep throats, or you had a bad breakup, and then you start to get menstrual cycle issues. Or, you know, something happened, you graduated from school and then you got anxiety. These, we all had red, yellow flags along the way, starting at a young, many of us young age that were big warning signs that our bodies were about ready to tip over and something was about to happen if we didn't handle our life and stress better. So it, these things don't come out of thin air. They're not unknown that the way we got them is known. They are not mystery illnesses. And in that way, we don't have to feel like a mystery ourselves. We can resolve these conditions. Um, We just need to be open to to looking at ourselves and learning how to handle our life from a new and different perspective um, to do so.
1: Exactly. And so for somebody listening, like, what are some of the tools that you would recommend to help them learn to manage that stress a little bit better? They're like, oh my gosh, I've literally just been shoving my emotions down. All of these things have been happening to me. My life is terrible. I don't deal with stress. What are some tools that you would recommend?
0: That's a good question. I think first step is just to have that awareness yeah. of oh, I don't handle my stress well. I mean, yeah. if you would have asked me when I had my autoimmune, when I was in the thick of it, I would have probably told you, yeah, I'm pretty chill. I handle my stress pretty well." You know, yeah, I'm you know, I'm probably in the middle. Looking back, I was complete stress ball, a complete emotional wreck but at the time I didn't even have that self-awareness. So first is just to have the self-awareness that yeah I have had stressors and they have I have suppressed them and I it is an issue for me. this has built up in me. and um, so first is just to acknowledge that then it's to normalize it so we don't have to feel like the stress in our life is too big. Because if I feel like I'm special and unique and the things that have happened to me are insurmountable, then I will live a life with my autoimmune conditions and my symptoms and flare-ups for the rest of my life. So we don't want that to happen. We've got to start to take life and make it more bite-sized. So we have to normalize it and then realize that kind of next step is realizing it's coming from me. Oh my gosh, it's not being handed to me. And if I were to change everything in my life. I'm still there. You know, I was somebody who tried, maybe I just have a new relationship or move to a new place. Then I would feel better in my stress. No, because it was coming from me. So once we realize it's coming from us, then we could take that next final step of, okay, what can I do about it? And that is to start to realize I have to get back out into life. I have to start to walk towards my life again and embrace the things that I have been hiding from. Uh, and, and do the things that I thought might be a little scary, have the conversation, call the person back, get back out there in the world so that we can learn and, and, and activate our resilience because it's natural to who we are as humans. We, we are the dominant species in this year because of our natural resilience. So not to give up hope, but to say you got the resilience in you, you just got to work the muscle, get back to the gym and the gym is life.
1: Well, movement is so important for everything. I know they, they talk about it, releasing endorphins and whatnot, but the whole chronic pain cycle stems from lack of movement, right? Your muscles atrophy, you become in more pain, you become depressed, adds on more stressors and you become anxious because of all of these things. And you can reverse that, right? By simply start moving again, right? For somebody who has trouble walking because of the pain they're in, even like laying in your bed and moving, like doing like little Pilates exercises and stretches in your bed can be like a great place to start for that.
0: Yeah. And, and I actually have a, another perspective, Chelsea, if you'd be open yeah, to,
1: talk me to it. sharing
0: it with Tell chronic me, yes, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chronic pain is something I find actually resolves very quickly um, from the stress perspective. But what I have found is in, in everyone I've worked with and myself with chronic pain, is that our pain, that chronic pain is stemming from emotional pain. That chronic pain is stemming from suppressed emotional pain. And if we do not work on handling ourselves and dealing with our life, then that we're gonna keep suppressing the emotional pain of our stressors and that chronic pain is going to persist and is going to continue. So we can do all of the management techniques but we're still going to have that chronic pain until we get to the real root which is looking at ourselves and dealing with our stress and dealing with, and instead of suppressing the emotional experiences that we've been through we actually learn to work through our lives and build our resilience otherwise we will live with pain for the rest of our lives and pain is something that resolves very quickly When we start to build that resilience and that capacity to handle life and feel good, that old emotional pain has no place there and will naturally resolve. And the output of that is chronic pain heals on its own.
1: Beautiful. I agree because the mind-body connection is so strong. Yes. I'm sure everybody listening has gotten like a stomach ache because they had a presentation. Exactly. (laughs) They're anxious about something happening and their stomach cramps, you know, like Thoughts and emotions and feelings can cause pain in the body and actually feeling those feelings, right? Like actually sitting there and asking yourself in your body, like, where am I feeling this and breathing into it? And instead of like tamping it down and not allowing it to process, right? Feelings. What is it that they only last like 90 seconds, like an emotion in your body. And so if you just breathe and let it pass, instead of tamping it down, you can help reduce some stress and actually let those emotions go.
0: Yeah. And, and I would like to also say, too, that what we're taught there, you know, I was taught to a lot of dealing with it after the, fa- after the fact, after the stress has entered into my body, after the flare up has happened, after the experience has happened. But the beautiful thing about resilience is what we want to do, actually, from my perspective, is learn how do I be proactive about my stress? How do I deal with it? before I suppress it, and then it becomes an issue in my body? Mm. How do I learn the tools and skills to be able to handle my life proactively in the moment, thinking things through, being prepared, um, willingly looking and embracing the challenges so that it doesn't even have to become something that becomes suppressed and then gets um, output as, let's say, a symptom or a flare-up? Yeah. Um, It's all about being proactive.
1: Yeah. Are those some of the tools that you personally use to manage your stress?
0: Yes. I would say without a doubt, One of I have a a number of tools that I use, but a huge one for stress is the power of looking forward and planning. I was very much an in the now person when I had my autoimmune. I could even look to the next day. I didn't know what the next day would look like and I didn't want to know. But what I have found in what I shared that we can willingly know and predict a lot of the things in the future is what I do is I look in the future and see what's coming up, whether that is a family event with my mom or a surgery that that someone's having or a holiday. I look, I see what's coming up for me around it. And then I prepare for it. I ask myself, what can I do to best prepare for this stress Who do I need to talk to? Or what information do I need? You know, say you're going on a vacation. We all used to save it till last minute. That's not what this is about. This is saying, okay, let me face the worries I have proactively. And then through that, you're building your own resilience and you can keep it from even being um, an emotional stressor in the first place, just by the power of looking ahead and planning. It's truly something that we're not taught. Um, in our lives. And, and it's not from a type A place, but just a place of let me set myself up with the roadmap and the tools I need to handle this journey of life.
1: Exactly. And I'm like giggling to myself because I'm thinking back when my I was living in Denver and like my pain was, I was just starting my like healing journey, but I hadn't really dug too deep into it. I was only doing diet and a lot of my friends and I were like, oh, we're not planners. We don't talk about the future ever. Like tomorrow is what tomorrow is, you know, I'm not, oh, we're, we're going to go camping tonight. Let's do it. (laughs) You know, like I'm not planning if I'm going to go camping this weekend because I don't know what that this weekend is going to be for me. And it was totally out of just like a place of fear, I think. Right. Mm -hmm. Because instead of just planning for that and making myself like mentally aware and packing appropriately and getting prepared for that trip. I'm like, no, no, I'll decide day of, if I'm doing something, you know,
0: exactly. We kind of do that with everything when we have our autoimmune yeah. and that very act of not preparing for life is the very thing that causes these life stressors to, to pummel us. And then all of a sudden we are stuck with our flare-ups, we're stuck with our conditions, and we're never able to build that natural resilience to be able to handle life so our body can actually heal. And it's in the power, and there's other things, but really the power of planning, if someone to focus on that and looking ahead and not hiding from the future, but to, to plan and to give themselves what they need to be ready, that is incredible. Incredibly supportive and powerful in supporting a person in building resilience and getting into that parasympathetic nervous system.
1: Beautiful. Are there any last words that you want to leave the audience with? Mm.
0: What I want to leave your audience with, Chelsea, to all the women or men out there, whoever is out there listening who has a chronic health condition, who has an autoimmune disorder, I want you to know you can get rid of it it does not have to be lifelong you do not have to suffer with these conditions for the rest of your life and tell yourself that that is just going to be the life that you have you have to know that you to be empowered that you can heal and self repair that your body is waiting on the cuffs to heal and self repair and that you have the key to make that happen all you have to do is look within yourself and start to work on handling your stress better. And when you do that, your body will heal and self-repair and you will go back to being a normal, healthy person.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on, Josie. I'm going to put all of your links in the show notes. So if anybody is like, I need Josie in my life, you can go click on the links below and find her, contact her. Um, How else can people reach you? Yeah. yeah.
0: Reach out to me. Um, I have, so I have a 10 week program that I work with people with and I, everybody resolves what they have. So if you're interested in working with me, go to the Hashimoto's fix.com. You can find me there. And also Josie at the Hashimonosfix.com. Please find me, reach out to me, say hi. I work with Hashimoto's, but I work with endometriosis. I work with all autoimmune. So, um, there is hope,
1: uh, there is a way, and I'd love to hear from you beautiful. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Thank you.
1: Babe, thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. I had so much fun and I'm so fucking grateful for every single one of you. If you thought that this was helpful or you loved any part of this podcast, I would love, love, love for you to screenshot it and post it on Instagram at Chelsea Bree, C H E L S E A A B R I, and tag me. I would love to see what you're getting out of the episodes. It makes me so happy. I would also love it if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave a review because that just helps other wonderful endopapes find me as well. I adore you and I believe that you don't deserve to feel like shit. You deserve to have a normal life despite endometriosis. I love you so much and I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll catch you on next week's episode of the Endo Babe podcast.